Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. It's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Check out Five Reasons YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe. We do before floor, an hour before every game. We do post up five hour, an hour after every game. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com, the only no paywall major sports site in South Florida. And we also mentioned this to you, our product code. It's 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. And that's where you can get great deals on endurance products. If you're an endurance athlete, go to GetSalise.com. That's G-E-T-S-A-L-I-S.com. Use the code 5RSN for 10% off. Replace the electrolytes in a healthy way. Also, TherapistPreferred.com for all of your CBD, the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies. You will not fail a drug test with this stuff, but it will help you recover. It will help you sleep 25% off with the code 5RSN at TherapistPreferred.com. And for all of your grooming products, Manscaped.com. That's the cologne, the deodorant, the razors, and everything else. Go to Manscaped.com. Use the code 5RSN, and you'll get 20% off. And I'm legally obligated to say this. Your balls and your body will thank you. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. Impact we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. With me for tonight's episode is Brady Hawk of Five Reasons Sports Network. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. Make sure you make your way over to FiveReasonsSports.com. He has his five... Five key takeaways from the Heat's win over the New York Knicks. That is up directly after the game. It is the most efficient, timely Miami Heat writing that will hit um, the interwebs uh, every game, post game. So uh, make sure you check that out. Paywall free on fivereasonsports.com. Tonight's floor plan, we are going to unpack the Miami Heat's first victory after the All-Star break. They went up to Madison Square Garden and uh, came away with the victory 115-100. Uh, for me, they I felt like they were in control most of the game. There were some some weird moments in the second half, but you have to expect that from a team that is on the verge of extinction and trying to fight for their lives. RJ Barrett went crazy. We're going to dive into the key takeaways, etc. We want to talk about some of the players that um, I was particularly excited to see uh, and pick Brady's brain a little bit here on the X's and O's side of certain things. But um, I, I guess I'll start here. Uh, I, it, for me... I think that this game was representative of kind of a lot of the different things that we want to see this heat team do consistently going forward. It was just like a, a a stable, consistent effort. I never for one moment felt like they were uh, in a position to uh, lose the game or that they felt like they didn't have control of the pace of everything like that. Uh, So, Brady, I'm interested to start with you here. What were the things that jumped out at you? Uh, We're going to touch on Boy Wonder later. So let's let's hold the Boy Wonder love because he's getting his flowers. But other than that, like what did you see tonight that really jumped off the page statistically, but also just as you watched? Yeah, I think this is just who this team is. Like you were touching on a lot of that. I said at the beginning of this game when they were down and the offense looked awful. 
they battled through and somehow came out of that. Like that didn't happen once last season where they were able to battle through and kind of find uh, those type of gaps that they did tonight. I thought uh, one of the major things that stuck out was like the Knicks were just totally blocking the paint, which was weird because Miami was also not shooting the three, first of all, well, but they also weren't shooting high volume of three in general. Uh, but Miami wasn't getting away from that. And what they started doing was it was just spamming pick and rolls and it was working because once they got the screen, they were creating two on ones against drop uh, and they started getting to it. Kyle had a couple in there where he threw a lob to Omer and he threw a lob to Bam. Um, I don't want to get into Tyler, but Tyler was a big part of that because he was getting inside the lane off pick and rolls. Uh, Jimmy just continued to get in there, get to the low block. So I thought that was just big time because when offense isn't working, they still have an outlet of some kind to kind of keep pushing forward, especially when they have somebody on the other side uh, that's pretty much going off. But I think the biggest takeaway for me from this game, and I know we don't want to get into single players already, but it really was bam. It, it like really was because I'm watching this game and it's like one of those games where where a guy gets defensive player of the year at the end of the year, and you look back at a game like this is one of the games that pops up on that because it was just total dominance on that end. It's one thing where you're looking in the second quarter where, where Julius Randle dribbles into like the deep mid range stops. He throws Bam a pump fake. He gets him up in the air. Usually that means you're going to get a pretty good look. Bam turns around 360, basically contests it perfectly and, and Randle bricks it. Like that's the type of stuff that you see. Uh, I think what was it ended up with four blocks, yeah, which was just, me all, it. that's where I was going. Oh, man. <laughs> it was all the same thing as well, because it was just maybe RJ or somebody trying to pick on Tyler, pick on Duncan. And here's Bam swarming from that weak side baseline coming over for the block or the one, I think in the fourth, he was recovering on a, on a pick and roll and he kind of spammed and blitzed out and he came back uh, and he got the block from behind. Like that stuff is just so big time that I just felt like he really did dominate on that end. Uh, and it's a lot that we talked about before this game. Like this Knicks team really does fall into Miami's and uh, defensively. It, it, one thing for RJ to go off, like kind of hurts that. But usually when you see Randall at the half going one for nine, that was a lot of Bam out of bio from that game. Uh, so I just feel like that was just kind of the major part talking about specific players. And I know there was parts of that game where I'm like, maybe Bam should be a little bit more aggressive because they're, they're just kind of so all over the place offensively that he should take advantage but there's two sides of the ball, and this guy's just completely dominated the one end. Yeah, I'm glad you actually went there with the aggressiveness. I'm first. I'm glad you mentioned Bam and how well he played, because like 16 and 16 with four blocks, four assists. Like, what else does this guy need to do? Uh, particularly with Tyler, who we're gonna get to in a moment, uh, scoring the way he did. I just felt like Bam had a really good all around game. And here's the thing with his field goal attempts that I think people should consider as we watch this team close out the season. Yeah, he had 10 field goal attempts, um, and we would love for him to get, what, 19, 18. I know Ethan's been pushing this agenda, and I understand why. But eight free throw attempts, as long as he's getting consistent seven, eight, ten, you know, not what seven to ten free throw attempts, to me, that's still – I consider that to be an aggressive BAM game. It may not always translate to – field goal attempts in all, in all cases, but I thought the efficiency was there. I love the way he played defensively. Um, so, so I'm glad you brought him up. And I'm also, um, I, I think that it's just the free throw shooting is something we have to continue to watch with him. Uh, as I just quickly glance here, I wanted to check his free throws um, attempted in the month of, so he's averaging actually uh, six free throws a game in the month of February, uh, up from five in the month of January. So we're seeing that continue to go up as we're seeing even more aggressive BAM. Like I said, seven to 10 is kind of that sweet spot. 
Um, but, Next, you know, they have to start making their free throws consistently. That was a little bit weird again tonight, just as a team. Yeah, so I'm going to give you pain on that. So I, I play prize picks tonight. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the code five to get your initial deposit uh, matched up to $100. I took Jimmy over six and a half free throws made. He had five free throws made, and he missed a lot of free throws, and that one hurt. I also took Bam over 17 and a half points, and he ended with 16. Pain right there. Um, so let's not avoid the guy who needs to be discussed because, wow, dude comes back. It's been out. We knew he was going to be all right. Like, I don't think that anyone thought that he was going to come have to come in rusty or anything that he was recuperating from some kind of grave injury. But man, Tyler hero, let's talk about him. Came back tonight was super aggressive, sharp, got to his shots, no wasted movement. Um, I liked his activity on defense. Honestly, I know RJ Barrett scored a lot, but when Tyler got, and I know that towards the end of the broadcast, it was mentioned that they're just essentially picking on Tyler or Duncan, whoever they can get to. Um, there's two sides to that because nobody on their team could defend Tyler. But I also thought Tyler competed pretty well defensively uh, when he was matched up with RJ, considering RJ was, you know, unconscious for the first half. What did he, ha what did he end with? Uh, 46. So that means he had what 16 in the second half. He still, uh, still had a good game all around. So hat, yeah. hat, hat tip to him, Brady. Um, tell me, uh, what you're, and you probably have this in your key takeaways. I haven't had a chance to read them, uh, but, uh, talk about Tyler hero tonight. Uh, he's back. He looked better than ever. And, uh, I hope that this is a sign of things to come, but what did you see tonight that you liked from Tyler? Yeah, I'm glad you touched on the defensive stuff because he does still get picked on, but I felt like there was moments where, first of all, he gets to a ton of loose balls, and he had the one where he kind of tipped it up, got the fast break dunk, just got to a bunch of those plays. And I remember the one play specifically where he contested Fournier and it ended up being a score on the other end for them. So he had decent moments on that end. Uh, but the offensive stuff is just, like, unreal, like that he just comes back from this type of break and is immediately at this level. Uh, and it was some of the stuff I was hinting at before – was the pick and roll stuff. I know it's like the most basic set you could hint at, but it was basically what they were going to every time. There was one play where they were running like a high pick and roll. He kind of looped inside and kept the, the defender on his back and immediately just bursts forward and gets into a floater where like there was nobody in space because he just totally took advantage of that play. Like that's the stuff that I noticed that just like takes you to the next level when you can create that type of space in a pick and roll uh, and make that play. It's just, we always talk about the need for a screen but when you can do that stuff, once you get the screen, like that cannot just be taken lightly. Uh, just three point shooting four for nine. I think he was like three or four in the first half. Uh, so it was just, I think it's just the, the type of thing that you see him playing on and off the ball as well, that you're seeing him play into this type of role uh, with a rather healthy team. Cause you're seeing him play next to Kyle play next to Gabe uh, so many different places. And he's still giving you so many different things. It just, it's just really good to see like 18 shot attempts is kind of crazy. still coming right back. Jimmy with 20, they both just took the majority of every shot, uh, but you felt comfortable. Like you mentioned before, you just felt like they had this in the, in the bag, basically the entire time you felt comfortable when Tyler had the ball in his hands in this game at every moment, because he was making the right decisions. He's getting to his spots. He was scoring at all three levels. And I know we keep talking about that three level scoring label tonight. He looked like a three level scorer because I saw a guy that was getting to the rim at a high level that could still probably has his best skill set in that mid range. Uh, and he was sitting the three. So I just felt like just a really promising night for Tyler. And as much as we can hint and focus at the, the picking on defensively, that's why he's a closer because you need that type of offense late. You need that type of offense all around 
that's what keeps you in these games. And that's what kind of sets you apart uh, on nights like this, when maybe Jimmy struggles uh, early on and then kind of gets it going later. Yeah, no, you, you hit on so many key things. And, and another thing with Tyler that always indicates to me that he's feeling really good. And it, that usually translates to him playing well offensively when he rebounds up, when you see him getting, you know, six boards, seven boards, eight boards, you know, above his average. And that was something he did a lot early on in his career, like his rookie season. And I, I was surprised by it. I didn't know that he had that in him. And when he's doing that now, it almost to me, um, I don't want to say that that's when he's looking bouncy because it's weird to say that a guy looks bouncy getting rebounds, but like it's it's just an indication to me that he's playing very aggressively, that he is near the ball, and that's usually his a legs. good thing. Yeah, exactly. He has his legs. So, um, uh, yeah, hat tip to Tyler Hero. He looked great tonight. Um, I hope that uh, we will continue to see – uh, the type of aggressiveness from him, because I think this team needs it. Like, I think honestly, um, Jimmy was inefficient tonight. There were some weird plays here or there. I understand why they went to him so much in the post, um, you, you know, and, and Kyle, you know, was kind of had an off night shooting, but he was aggressive. Um, so ultimately they needed Tyler and they're going to need him to do this more and more throughout the season. So super encouraging stuff there. Um so we, we got a few more things that we need to get to. The first thing we had to absolutely talk about is Tyler and, and just kind of what we saw from him. Uh, but before we go any further, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And it's one that I uh, am closely aligned with, and that's Water Cleanup of Florida. So Water Cleanup of Florida uh, is a company in Delray, but they can service basically all of South Florida. Um, they are... They specialize in water damage, mold remediation, fire damage, rebuild. They can do property damage assessment, uh, water removal and extraction, cleaning and sanitizing, drying and dehumidification, rebuild, remodel. They are in all of it. Uh, they have 16 years of combined experience. Uh, reach out to Michael and the team there. I encourage you to read their Google reviews. Like um, That is something that I think uh, you can't fake that. And when you read the ones particularly, Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Some of the ones uh, that you can find directly on their site, watercleanupflorida.com. It really shows you what kind of great service they bring. So call Michael and his team now uh, at 561-408-7835. Again, that's 561-408-7835. That's Water Cleanup of Florida. Uh, you can, again, uh, visit their website and you can actually chat with them. If you need help immediately, you can talk to them directly. Uh, it's a really cool feature right on the website. That's watercleanupflorida.com. And y'all know the slogan around these parts. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. All right, Brady. So let's dive back into this game a little bit. Um, we talked about our, our initial takeaways. I love that you went to BAM there. Cause I'm always going to love a podcast where we focus on BAM. Tyler was great. Um, we talked uh, maybe not enough about Kyle Lowry. Let, let, let's stop 
with Lowry here. And I kind of wanted to bleed into the discussion about the rotation because that's kind of where I want to take us next. Kyle had an interesting game that I think is worth us discussing, but I want to put it in the context of how much more they relied on Gabe. And if that is a precursor to the way Spo is going to trust this team go forward, or if that was Duncan in foul trouble, so he went to the guy that he trusted most. Um, what was your takeaways um, first on Kyle and second on the way Spo managed the rotation tonight with Gabe really being like the primary guard, guard slash wing off the bench other than Tyler? Yeah, I think the big thing with Kyle, and it's the same thing with Jimmy and Bam that we kind of touched on is the free throws. Like that kind of sticks out. Nine, nine, and eight from those three guys getting to the line with attempts at the free throw line is pretty uh, intriguing, except Kyle actually went nine for nine. <laughs> so he's one of the guys that's actually knocking them down. But it was, you mentioned it early on, he was aggressive. I think, what was it, seven of his, what, he had 19 points came like really early on. And he was the reason it was like 8 0 start. He came in, uh, really took control early on. So I think that's big time. When you have those moments where he can have those kind of takeover two minute stretches, that's the stuff that we've seen from Kyle in Toronto. That's the type of stuff that we know you're going to see in a postseason, in a playoff series. You know that's what you need, uh, especially because it feels like so many times they're looking around and saying, like, when is Tyler coming in? Like, like, and it happened a lot last season too, but this year I feel like Kyle can take the reins a little bit and kind of buy them a more time, buy them enough time to get back into that. Uh, so it's like one of those games where, first of all, a small point guard to get nine boards again. It's just not normal in general, uh, but just the activity he had, uh, I just felt like was good enough. And the interesting thing to pivot into that other topic with the rotation and Gabe, uh, I feel like it was another game where Gabe gave them a decent spark. Like I feel like the box score doesn't say it. He missed a couple in that corner, but he gave him a decent spark next to Tyler, just kind of giving him enough room to go pulling certain defenders on the weak side away. Uh, but watching Caleb in that fourth quarter, like that's the lock in this rotation. Like that's what I kind of come down to because I look at it. Uh, Omer is obviously plugging in for Deadman when he comes back. Uh, Tyler's a lock. I think Caleb's getting pretty close to there where I'm sitting here watching him make defensive stops, I'm watching him make offensive plays uh, almost in a Jimmy way because we always talk about and Caleb talks about trying to plug different things. Jimmy does and try to take things from him that and one finish down low, just, uh, that stuff just speaks volume to me. And it speaks, I think, volume to the coaching staff because they trust him. And we've seen them this year trust them in big games. Like, I think back to that Milwaukee game when he had it going. Like, they've trusted him time and time again. Not that they haven't trusted Gabe because they definitely have. Uh, but I think we saw at times when Gabe got, like, the size kind of showed against a team like this where there's if there's a matchup coming down the line, I don't know if they can trust going too small in these ways. And there was uh, the Gabe, Kyle, Tyler – uh, yeah, I think it was Caleb lineups. Stuff, yep. the, the, the zone in that is kind of wild because they put G Caleb and Gabe up top and it's Kyle and Tyler on the, on back, the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, that stuff just cannot last in a playoff series to me. Like I just cannot see them going to that uh, too often. So to me, I think in my opinion, I feel like it's just Gabe right now is the Oladipo plug guy. Like I feel like they're looking at him as saying, if Depot can come back and hit a, hit a certain level, Depot can slot right in there. Uh, they don't have that true backup four, but Caleb does just enough and he provides things offensively and offensively that they're going to trust him in those spots. He has enough size compared to Gabe. They can go there. So I feel like they're getting pretty close to knowing what their nine man rotation is. Uh, but it shows that especially Duncan struggling again, I, I know part of it was the, 
foul trouble and stuff, but they brought in Max to make it 10 for like a seven minute stretch. Uh, I don't think that's the worst thing to do. Like, I feel like there's, there's times when a guy's struggling, especially when it's Duncan or Max, put the other guy in. Like there's no reason not to, when your team is relied on depth, there's no reason not to try to make a spark. He hit the one, three immediately when he came in, like that's the stuff what you want to try to look for. Uh, and I think that's going to be the same thing. If maybe Tyler Depot, Caleb doesn't have it going on a night in a playoff series, bring in Gabe and see what he can do. So that's kind of where I come down on it. Uh, I really do think though, looking at tonight specifically, because it is relevant that Caleb really showed tonight that, that why this team trusts him. I'm glad you went against the grain and you brought up Caleb because he had 18, 16 minutes. Right. So it's like, you look at that and you think, you know, he was maybe an afterthought, but he's coming off an injury. They're getting, they're easing him back in, in certain ways. Um, and, and you're, and you're totally right. Like I think ultimately in a playoff setting, Caleb fits just because of the defensive stuff, the length, the, the finishing, uh, the heat tweeted out the other day, what's your favorite play of the season? The first thing that popped in my head, listen, I don't have control over these things. It's Caleb's dunk on Milwaukee. Like, I think that's the play of the season. Cause like, it's the first thing that hit my gut when I thought, when I thought about this season. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, this is interesting though. Like Duncan having a bad game, but Struess also not playing. I think that that is informative in terms of that. I ultimately think Spolster is just always going to side on the, on the, uh, on defense and Gabe and Caleb are able to plug certain holes and do certain things. You talked about what Caleb did. He's like a, doing the free safety cornerback stuff that, that Jimmy does. You're right. You're totally right about that. Um, got and he caught them slipping late for a quick, quick easy basket. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that that's an interesting thing to watch because I think Gabe has played so well lately that we're almost like penciling him into the lineup. I said, you know, I tweeted mid game that he's entrenched in the rotation. And then as I started to watch, I thought to myself, wait a minute, maybe I'm speaking too soon and uh, we'll see what happens with Oladipo. But um, I just thought usually when Duncan gets has games where he has 13 minutes and can't hit a shot, that's like the Max Struess and, you know, had 27 minutes and it's that kind of night. And I just think it's interesting as you see Spolster have every wing at his disposal, minus obviously Depot, that it ended up not being either of those two guys. And the fact that they can do that and they can still get going, uh, I, I just think is is really encouraging going forward. Uh, so one more time, I want to tell you guys about prizepicks.com. It's my favorite daily fantasy app. Um, I use it all the time. Uh, they do really cool NBA, NFL uh, PGA, you know, NFL season's over now. So you can do NHL soccer, uh, prop bets. So you essentially choose your favorite player. You choose their over and unders. Uh, you can bet $5, $10, uh, and you can double your money. You can win up to 10 times your money, depending on how you do these flex plays and power plays. Uh, it's a lot of fun. For instance, tonight I went, uh, over, uh, 14 and a half points for Tyler hero. He scored 25 and that was, that was a good pick. My bam out of bio pick where he ended with uh, 16 points instead of uh, over 17 and a half. I didn't go do too well, but the point is, is that it's a lot of fun. You can follow your favorite teams uh, and it's a way to bet uh, on a regular basis. Use the promo code five F I V E that will double your initial deposit. 
Uh, and uh, definitely watch Prize Picks on Five. That's on our YouTube channel. Reach out to me. Um, I'd lo I love to, ch uh, you know, chop it up with anybody who uses the app about the picks that they like, etc. Um, so check out PrizePicks.com. Download the app and use the code Five to have your initial deposit doubled. All right. Uh, so we're we're gonna close up shop here. The Miami Heat again. Uh, win in Madison Square Garden. That's now five out of six that they've gone to, into the garden and won. 115-110 ended up with uh, shooting 47% from the field, 34% from three on 32 attempts. They got out-rebounded by, by one. They're eight and 13 coming into this game when they're out-rebounded. So they they bucked that stat. Only eight turnovers. They they took care of the ball and that, that's really good to see. Um, so kind of as we close here, uh, they have a, uh, their second night of a back to back, which they're six and three on the first night, now seven and three, but only two and seven on the second night. But San Antonio had a wild one tonight. They won it. They scored 150, and I think they beat Washington 150 something in double OT that we come into Miami. Um, just looking ahead, Brady, I think you're going to be in attendance tomorrow night. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what are you looking for? Do you think the Heat rest anybody, one? And two, um, should we be concerned at all about anything that San Antonio is bringing into the building? Is this stat quo? Let's get through this ball game. Just I, I'm, I'm interested to hear not your takeaways of, of the game, but your, um, you know, your preview of the game, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they should be worried about anything. When I'm looking at this stat sheet, I see – Keldon Johnson had 32 tonight, Pertle at 28, Murray had 31. But then you look across the board here, Murray had 43 minutes, Pertle had 41 minutes, and Keldon Johnson had 46 minutes. Uh, those are some young guys, so like they'd probably be all right, but that's still that'll wear on you in that fourth quarter if it's a close game in that third or fourth. Uh, so that's something to keep track of. 157, by the way, I know it was double OT, but we saw Heat Charlotte go double OT, and it was like uh, – lower hundreds so like that was just a they obviously can score the ball a little bit um but i don't think they should be too worried i don't see the heat resting anybody like i feel like this is on the back half of this regular season that they're just trying to gel more than anything than rest they're just coming off the all-star break uh with jimmy kind of hanging out in the bahamas uh and doing all this other stuff that he's he's just ready to hoop probably uh so it'll be interesting i'm just more interested to see guys like duncan trying to get on track before the postseason tyler trying to continue to find a rhythm here uh, and like I said earlier, just them finding their rotation. Like, I feel like we can sit here and I know I keep saying that Caleb is the rotation guy, but part of me sits here and is like, they're going to play the hot hand at the, at game 82. Like when the season ends, Gabe could be hot. Caleb could be on a bad streak or it could be vice versa. And they're going to play that guy. Uh, but that's kind of the beauty of when you have such a deep team and you have so many guys you can go to, it's just a really positive element, but I'm interested to see, which guys on that back end kind of shine. Uh, and I do think the one guy that probably doesn't play is, is Denman. I probably feel like they give him another night off, especially considering it is the Spurs on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I'm looking at this box score. San Antonio got up 108 shots tonight. That's like 22 more shots than the Heat got up. That's just insane stuff happening there. Uh, looking forward to that game. Um, Brady will have you covered. So anybody listening to this um, in advance of the Miami Heat's matchup with San Antonio on uh, Saturday night, uh, follow Brady Hawk at Brady Hawk 305. He'll have you covered from the game. We'll also have you with uh, before floor an hour before tip. Um, this is where I want to end a couple uh, 
there were some news dumps throughout the game. One came from Adrian Wojnarowski. So just want to make sure our listeners know of all the latest stuff related to the Miami heat. Uh, the heat have signed Haywood Highsmith to a new 10 day contract. Um, so his second 10 day deal was set to expire tonight. They've signed him to another uh, 10 day contract. So I think they're just going to continue to, uh, have him in uh, waiting in the wings there. The other note is that Victor Oladipo is looking to come back uh, somewhere around the second week of March. Um, this is something that is now being picked up by multiple national outlets and, and being talked about more broadly than just locally here on five on the floor and five reasons sports network. Uh, I checked around uh, nothing definitive yet, but uh, the, the game that I was told to aim for, but obviously these things are fluid. I mean, I heard stuff about Markeith Morris and still don't understand how it didn't happen. Um, I'm hearing Monday, March 7th against his former team, the Houston Rockets is kind of maybe a, a game to target for Oladipo being back because that was something that um, got picked up or Adrian Wojnarowski had a report and then I think Tim Bonkemp's also uh, mentioned it so a couple of just housekeeping notes for Heat fans out there watching for the Oladipo return Haywood Highsmith it will be around. Uh, Check the uh, Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel for all of our content. We'll have you covered for tomorrow night's game against San Antonio. Uh, five on the floor back Sunday going into Monday. Um, we'll get you ready for the brutal stretch of heat games against contenders. We will see what the heat are made of very soon. But Ethan will be back to navigate through that. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.